1: yak gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs go to yakgadget.com. eastport marina on the beautiful shores of dale hollow lake for all your lodging kayaking and fishing needs go to eastport.info now let's get this show started what's going on facebook live youtube boys and girls ladies and gentlemen how you doing? Got a full house here. To, well, not a full house, but we got some uh, new faces. We don't have uh, our man Jay Randall in the house, so we got a much better, upgraded version, Mister John Rap. What's happening? How you doing, brother? Good, buddy. Good. Glad to be here. Good to have you, my man. And Big then shoes to fill. Big shoes to
2: fill, but I'm I'm glad to try.
1: You're you're talking like the actual shoe size, right?
2: Uh, that too. <laughs>
1: Oh man, fun, stuff. fun stuff! It's gonna be a fun night. It's gonna be a fun night. I know uh, possibly a couple other hosts are gonna jump in the house tonight. Uh, we got Chris Slipper in the house. Uh, what's up, brother? Hey, man. What's up? It's good to
3: good to be on here finally. Well, it's been a while.
1: Sh- Sean say says, that... uh, "Sean says it's big dimples to fill." <laughs> Yeah,
3: but it's going to be a good show tonight.
1: No, it's it's uh you know Chris hit me up earlier in the week and uh you know was was talking about a few things um in regards to something that was seen down at uh the old uh Bassmaster Classic. And uh so we want to talk about that, but real quick uh boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, uh huge shout out to the kayak fishing community as a whole. Um, you know, we've been talking about this save river wolf benefit. Um, if you guys don't know who river wolf is, he's a, a team member of new canoe, uh, big staple in the kayak fishing community down in the Southeast, uh, came out, came down with a, an illness, um, ended up needing a double lung transplant, um, He's been transferred to Duke University, uh, which all your guys' thoughts, prayers have been huge. He's a father of, of a couple kids. He's married, and um, you know, I know Westbrook Supply Company did a huge raffle, sold thousands of dollars worth of raffle tickets. Uh, people don't go for me. Uh, it's been pretty incredible and overwhelming to see. So, thank you everybody that helped, helped out with that. Um, Just a a huge thing and another amazing uh, gesture from the uh, kayak fishing community. So shout out to all you folks uh, that helped out with that and helped spread the word. And um, just continue to pray and send your thoughts uh, to River Wolf and his family. Uh, Sonny is a good dude. Uh, What else do we got? Oh, the Big Dale Hollow event is coming up, boys and girls, April 2nd and 3rd. Uh, I know all the Paddle and fin crew is getting jazzed up. John Rapp has been messaging me nonstop, but we have a pretty cool announcement for that.
2: Hey, man, you need to pop up some of them graphics I send you.
1: (laughs) Which one's the memes with my face being all goofy?
2: Man, you're dancing. Dancing (laughs) out there with the cash in your hand, you know? (laughs)
1: I'll pull one up just for you because you're on the show tonight. Um, <laughs> we'll make a fool of myself. Oh. But um, I got a call today. Uh, Richard down there at Eastport Marina is a new canoe dealer. And uh, he talked to Mr. Blake Young from New Canoe today. And if anybody wins the Paddle and Fin Open out of a new canoe, they're getting a $500 credit with new canoe and a $500 credit with Eastport Marina. So a nice. little stipulation for you new canoe owners. Uh, you may want to get signed up and get on down there. I know rooms and stuff have been, uh, filling up pretty quick. So if you guys are still looking for lodging, I know there's a still a couple left. Um, but you want to get on that, uh, sooner than later. Hey, um, and that's
2: a great deal, Brian. What's that I mean- those rooms are a great deal. I mean,
1: oh, yeah, 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 50 bucks a night on a, yeah. for your own bedroom on a luxury houseboat. I mean, you can't beat that. No, I mean, we all stayed on them last year, man. And I had a uh, blast, it was pretty incredible. Guys left their kayaks tied up to the dock yep. in the morning. They get in them, didn't even have to launch their kayaks, and they were ready to roll. Hey, and
2: not only that, but you walk 75 feet to have breakfast.
1: Yeah, I know a couple guys that uh, kind of got up late, went and had breakfast before they even got on the water for the tournament.
2: I believe I, I believe I might resemble one of them guys.
1: <laughs> I think you were one of those guys. I think I was one of those guys too, but, you know. Uh, I just well, that- dropped that link in the chat. If you guys are listening on the podcast platform later, uh, that's in the show notes as well, and the info to uh, get in touch with uh, the folks at Eastport Marina as well to book some lodging. what were you going to say john
2: i was just gonna say man if you if you if you want to have fun want to fish a tournament want to meet great people those three things they'll haul coming up be there
1: yeah man uh huge shout out to west virginia showing up on the tourney x sign up um, that's right baby we got shane Lamont coming out from california um uh, i mean pretty much the whole paddle and fin crew is going to be there but uh, there's been people registered. Uh Wisconsin's on the sheet. Um, I think Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. Where's my West Vig- or uh, my Georgia boys at? They still need to sign up. They told me they yeah, were coming.
2: Yeah. Those guys were they were they were a hoot. They need to come back up.
1: And uh, if you guys missed the podcast with Richard, he's chiming in right now. He says, We're going to have breakfast pizza this year. They got oh, a brand new pizza oven. So, outstanding. Uh, this is going to kind of be the grand reopening of the restaurant for the season. Um, they're going to have all kinds of food deals and stuff as well. So, it's going to be huge. It'll be huge. Looking forward to it, Richard. Nice. Chris, you got anything to add on the open? Nah, I'm just—I told you earlier
3: this week, man. I'm just counting down the days. <laughs> like,
1: I think everybody
3: is. I'm so yeah. tired of seeing ice and being cold and <laughs> snowed again today, man. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: They're calling for a blizzard here this weekend. We're gonna get six to eight inches of snow.
1: Oh, you guys are in yeah. West Virginia.
2: Yeah, that's what they're calling for We're starting tomorrow night. Yeah,
3: they said up there it's gonna get nasty.
1: Our man Ryan Milford in the chat, he says, pizza, breakfast? I might have to come after all. (laughs) Man,
3: I hope you do, Ryan. He'll be there.
1: He'll be there. there. He should be there. Uh, Here you go, John. This is for you, buddy.
2: Here we go. (laughs) That's right, baby.
1: (laughs) John sends me these memes and... Unfortunately, my face is plastered <laughs> all over them, uh dancing and doing all kinds of goofy things. I Thanks. try to
2: get your morning started off right, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. He he did send that and said good morning, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too funny, man. <laughs> too funny. Uh Nicholas Beltran in the chat says, "Sup guys? What's, What's going on, I John?" Uh Brad Hurlboss says I'll bring a double wide sleeping bag for us. Uh I think he's talking to you, Chris. Yeah. Just
2: uh-uh. <laughs> uh He likes it. He likes
3: that young I, man right there. No, you you know I like sleeping in the I like sleeping in the Jeep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris is now sleeping in his Jeep.
2: Hey, but... keep, make sure you keep your uh your backside toward the middle toward the gear
3: <laughs> oh boy uh, this is went off the rails it's it's gonna be fun hey,
1: it's gonna be buddy, fun. that's
2: what happens when he lets me get on the show
1: <laughs> it's always fun with uh, uh, with time. mr mr around. i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna share this up real quick you said that was from milford
3: it's
2: fully rigged with literally everything you need but for $20,000 you could buy a lot of things you could buy a car a truck i'm sorry but i think i'm going to need a little bit more convincing before i spend that money on this
1: hmm. so we might that... need
2: that for gasoline now <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh that was a video i know there was many posts that came out of the basket <clears throat> for classic uh Hobie had a boat fully rigged in their booth uh, listed at $21,789, right? And Chris hit me up and he's like, dude, we should talk about this because, you know, for somebody like that guy, like he said in his video, he's like, for that, like, I might as well buy a bass boat, you know what I mean? And so Chris brought up the suggestion, hey, we should talk about this because, People may see that and think that they need to spend that kind of money to get into a kayak, to get into kayak fishing, and kayak fishing tournaments and things like that. Whereas in reality, you could be as simple as a cheap boat <coughs> and a paddle in one rod, right? Um, That's right. You know, yeah. uh, Chris brought up Drew Gregory for an example. I know he's got a podcast coming out. It's this week, right? It's Witcher. this Sunday. Um, That's a great podcast. I told you. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Drew keeps it pretty simple. You know, some guys go a little overboard and things like that. But, uh, you know, what, what What? do you guys think, you know? Well, to bring that, the
3: Drew podcast up, that's exactly kind of what we talk about on there is how he keeps it simple. But for for him, he, was, he says the pros and the cons. And, like, for me, seeing stuff like that, would make me be like, well, I can't compete if I don't have the electronics. I can't compete if I don't have this, that, or the other. Especially seeing that and then seeing Ike also promote it and all the big names that these kids look up to. And they're all promoting they need all this stuff. Versus when when you really don't. Like I told you last year I had electronics, but I didn't even use the down scanner side imaging to find most of my fish.
1: Yeah, you said you were using maps and sonar, right? Yep, with well, yeah. Google
3: Maps, Google Maps, and transferring it over to the GPS on the on the unit. And oh, okay. And there's nothing
2: wrong with that. Yeah. Not at all.
1: No, I, it's... I,
2: actually, that's probably an, an advantage right there that you're that knowledgeable to do stuff like that. Yeah. I actually, for my season this year, I, I've got rid of the side scan. I went back to the old old style just a simple sonar because i haven't taken the time to learn it like you really need to
3: yeah that's what i was telling brian too i didn't really you find yourself in in places and i'm certain like i'm not the only person and you're not the only person that feels this way where you're you're so focused on trying to learn that electronics
1: that it completely blows the tournament exactly You think it's hindered you guys like trying to focus on the fish finder while you're fishing too much rather than focusing on actually fishing? Yeah, for me, because if I, for
3: for the way I learned bass fishing, because I wasn't, I didn't grow up with tons of money, so I would go to the bank and stuff. If I could get water temp and basically kind of know where certain areas of the lake is and what it what the contour is, I can catch a fish. There you go. You know? Boom. And Side scan and stuff like that is just an extra advantage.
2: It's another I mean, tool in the tool bag. Yeah. It's nice to have, but it's not necessary.
3: Yeah, I rarely used it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's
1: necessary per se. Um, it's, a, it's a nice thing to have. It is, for sure. And especially once you learn what to look for i think um i know when i got so so when i first got into kayak fishing i had this like little four inch lawrence unit it was sonar gps maps i caught fish Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um when i went to the garmin 93 sv and i got that side scan down scan it kind of changed the way i fished um But I think it's kind of hindered me in some 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 forms because I'm out there looking for this deep structure and this and that. But it's not necessarily that time of year to be out fishing that stuff, you know? Yeah. I think I overused it rather than using it where it was necessary, I think, is what my issue was. Personally, yeah, you were going to say something, John. Oh no,
2: man! I was listening to you, but I agree with you ha- w- with what you had to say. I, you know, I'm thinking back over the years to the guys that, you know, in West Virginia we fish a lot more rivers.
1: Sure. So, sure, sure, sure.
2: Sonars are not really necessary. You're right. fishing current and the way the water rolls and things like that, and finding pattern off rocks and how they how they're how they <laughs> want the the presentation of the bait coming through the 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 rapids and the uh, the shoals and things of that nature uh but we're side scan and now you have live scope coming to play as, especially around uh docks and 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 deeper structure uh you know I was watching a, a a video of uh just recently where somebody was just sitting on top of a log or right up against a tree just sitting there jigging watching these screens his, he's playing a video game instead of fishing. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's a great tool to have. I, I I think it's one of those things that you have to use it
1: sparingly and use the rest of your time to fish. Sure, 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 sure. Well, and in, in not only that, like that, that kind of brings up the topic of like live scope, pan optics, uh, live view, all that stuff, that technology that's that's come out recently there's been a big uproar you know like like you're talking John Geyser video game fishing is it bad is it good like does it really matter at the end of the day do you guys no. think no i
3: mean it, it don't it, it don't matter yeah i don't it it matters to a certain person right because in the mental aspect of things like the reason why i brought this whole conversation up is there's going to be a certain angler out there that says if i don't have this i can't catch fish sure you know it's not is it true no but exactly there's gonna be people out there that see videos like that and say well if i don't have that i'm not competing
1: well it's a it's the same thing with baits rods reels like you you get these fan clubs that think like oh if i buy brand (laughs) x rod brand x line reel bait all of a sudden now i'm gonna catch fish I think the only exception to that rule is the Ned rig. Because <laughs> that always catches fish. It does. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, don't, I mean? Yeah. I mean, for me,
3: it's a drop shot, but. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, we got Cam Steel in the house. What's up, brother? Uh, he said, I waited until I was catching fish on my home lake before I got electronics and went to areas I knew had fish to help me learn what I was looking at. Nice. Totally agree with that good
3: good, good advice that's kind of what i do too i spent a lot of time on the home lake with it
1: richard says uh ryan milford is eastport's newest local eastport kayak pro
2: well
1: you heard it here first congratulations rhino that there goes that kayak shop (laughs) (laughs) congrats mr milford um But Ryan says uh, depth in water temp is all I really use on a fish finder. That's why I've never invested a ton into one. Exactly. That's just it too. Like I know Ryan; he fishes a lot of creeks and stuff uh, down in the Tennessee area. Um, He is fishing some lakes, but I I think that's huge, right? Like as as long as you know your depth and you know water temp plays plays a role kind of throughout the year. Sometimes in the summer, doesn't really matter much unless it's like dead heat of summer you know and you're trying to find that cooler water where those fish yeah. might be Or this time yeah around yeah. ice
3: out it matters a lot and around like pre-spawn going into that spawn it matters a lot water temp matters a lot but, oh yeah
1: for sure for sure uh pre-spawn ice out things like that and then especially in the fall right when when water temperatures start to drop and you get turnover in the lakes in the northern part of the country at least right you know like that that's huge for sure for sure and that's i mean hell you could get away with just having a thermometer and a an old school flasher you know what i mean yeah to find your depth find, but, yeah, find
2: but, some string, get some string and tie it on yeah. and go, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but, broke I mean, let, let's get back to the thing at hand, you know, like uh, $20,000 kayak, a little ridiculous. I mean, I guess if you got more money than God, why not? Well, but I like not take it with you when you go. But <laughs> he, He's in
3: the chat, so maybe he can chime in. But I like how Brad Hurlboss broke everything down. Price per price, and I mean maybe when they add everything up, it's worth the twenty thousand. But it's still kind of ridiculous price, being that our main thing now is well, we're cheaper than the boat world. But are we really when we're promoting twenty thousand? Yeah, twenty, 20
1: 000 <laughs> uh, I can see that. You know, I I think if they would have had a stock Hobie right next to the fully rigged out one. That would make sense. And, uh, you know, I'm not picking on Hobie either because I'll yeah, say because new canoe was had, in, yeah, in his, the Lawrence and motor guide booth. And they had an XI three on it. A, I think it was dual seven inch, uh, fish finders, a yeah. bunch of yak attack accessories, things like that. They had that thing rigged out to the nines, you know? Yeah.
3: Um, uh, They didn't have a price tag on it because they were giving it away, but
1: sure, I'm sure, sure,
3: sure. I'm sure, even that's in like the ten thousand dollar range. Because by the time you well, if you had active target and the two screens, that's close to three grand right there.
1: Yeah, I think you'd be probably closer to five or six, but I mean, even still, right? We're talking about six thousand dollars when in reality. Like like John, you're hooked up with Feel Free. They make Big Fish, right? Right? Um what what's like their low end boat? What's their lowest end boat? The,
2: the Big Fish 105 goes I believe for 799.
1: Yeah, 800 bucks. Well, that's like right now that's your standard
3: good kayak price.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that's a good quality boat. It's truly really yeah. molded. It's it's you know, it's it's our sturdy brand, so you know, if you're a bigger fella and you want something. Yeah. Um yeah. But uh, you know, it's like right now I'm rigging out my Moken because I sold my Dorado, which is sure. Dorado was the uh, the top end of the of the Field Free brand, and uh, so I, I bought a Bixby to put underneath my Pod.
1: Oh, that's um, right! You are now the Pod Father. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the tables are you have
2: passing hurt. the title along, brother?
1: <laughs> the title has been passed on, my friend.
2: <laughs> no, yeah. So yeah, I, I hooked up. I've got it. I haven't tested it yet because I got to get my license for it. Uh, West Virginia, you got to have a register. You to register your boat when you have a an electric propulsion on it. So,
1: yeah, I think that's every state. I don't. I haven't found a state where you don't have to do that yet. Right. Yeah. So, you know. Eight hundred bucks for a, a, you know a big fish, one hundred five. New's yep. got the flint, that's uh what? Twelve. Is it twelve now? It's I know they had a price increase. It's 1199. Eleven ninety nine. All right. So then you got the bonafide RS eleven seven. That's thousand. what, eleven hundred? I think they had it might have went up. It might have well. went
3: up when I when I um, had it, it was a thousand.
1: Old towns got the top water. Yeah, I'm not sure the price on that. So like good starter kayak you're looking 800 to 1200 bucks you know Um, right which is a huge difference from 22 g's (laughs) you know what i mean so so we're talking about this right so if somebody new or somebody that is looking to get into kayak fishing right what we'll, we'll go around the table like what would you sell them as far as what they need and then we'll kind of put a price package together at what they're spending Roughly. Well,
2: there's there's a lot of factors got to be played into this, okay? And you, you, no no brand or no size kayak is going to be right for everybody. Like yeah, we all I we mean,
3: agree. The...
2: But Brian, you're six foot four. Uh, Chris, I'm not sure how tall you are, but I'm six, five six ten. Foot. I, I was 280 pounds. So, you know, I'm 56 years old. You got to play all those things got to factor into what you're trying to sell somebody. And then you, how they're going to use it? Are they going to use it on a lake? Are they going to use it on a river? Because then you, the style of the boat that you want to get them, plus there all those other factors roll into what they need. Um,
1: I I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. So for <laughs> for conversation st- sakes, right? Let's let's just let's ballpark it at a thousand dollars for a boat. Okay. What what kind of accessories are you guys throwing out there and sean welcome to the show buddy thanks man oh, thanks. welcome man welcome.
3: what's going yeah. on baby um i can start with the accessories because i'm like the <clears throat> i told you brian i'm very very simple without with everything i do as sure. far as as far as kayak fishing um it, i'm talking uh, entry level this yeah. is what you
1: absolutely need in order to get on the water be safe and um have a good rudder,
3: time. rudder.
1: Depend okay. on yeah depending on the kayak
3: always but uh you need something to hold your tackle, so like a kayak crate, and if you don't have a bunch of tackle, maybe you get a kayak that already has um, like a place you can put it. I know sure. the bona fide RS-117 doesn't have that. They have the little compartment, but it's not enough for tackle. Sure. Um, so you need a little crate. I know they go for like 20 bucks, and you need an anchor for sure and a paddle and obviously your PFD. And that should get you started because you should have a kayak that has at least two rod holders in it.
1: All right, so huh. we're gonna say PFD, roughly a hundred bucks. Don't necessarily need to get a Chinook paddle; you can get a cheap one for eighty to a hundred bucks. Yep. milk crate, twenty bucks. You say anchor? I disagree with you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I do. laughs>
1: What about you, Sean? You're new. We'll, we'll go to you next. Um, this
4: is
3: the guy to ask. I don't know. You know, I mean, I, I
5: definitely be your paddle. You, uh, I'm, as far as that, I mean, you know, one rod, like, like you said, if you, you can get out there with one rod and, and, and still catch fish, I mean, so your PFD, obviously, your paddle. I mean, I, I know people who bring bags like like a backpack instead of yep. a crate. So, you know, I, I don't know that a crate is necessary, but either way, that's not going to be it's still in that 20 buck ballpark or whatever. So uh, on top of that, I don't really know anything else you, you absolutely need to have. I mean, it's basically. Ex-
2: Can I expound on what Ron said?
1: No, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's not Ryan. It's Sean. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I mean, you there, you on, there you go. There you go. Look at that little
2: screen. Hey, Sean. Uh, hey, man. So, uh, Ryan, we're talking new entry level guys coming into kayak fishing. I laugh my ass off at some of these guys that bring in huge ass tackle boxes like they have on their on st- on the ground. Sure. They put them, try to put them in their boat. My my nephew was one of them, and I laughed at him. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you're going to lose that. You, you that goes in the water is gone. I said, yeah, just right. bring. A, a couple bags of what you're going to throw. You know, most guys, and I'm sure you guys will might, probably will agree with me. You might end up throwing maybe 10 or 15 baits in a three or four hour period, especially yeah. soft plastics. Yeah.
1: That, you're not that actually is that.
5: high for me, Yeah, but
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had times where I've had nine rods on my boat and I've used one in two baits.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> you yeah.
1: know, and I've had like, 730 700 boxes and i've gotten a lot better is like scaling things down and what i bring out with me like i was really proud of myself when i was down in florida in january because like i think i had two maybe three 3700 boxes in my crate and a little tackle bag full of plastics and that was basically it you know like i was like i know what i'm gonna try throwing here and especially once I caught a couple of fish, I'm like, all right, I could scale this back even more, you know?
3: Yeah. I think that's the key though, too. When you, especially when we're tournament fishing is kind of figuring out what you want to do and then really scaling back during the tournament. So you don't, you can have a lot of stuff in the car. Like I carry a lot in my car, but when you looked at my kayak, I barely had anything on it. Cause I already yeah. knew what I wanted to do.
1: Um guilty as charged for that uh real quick uh richard said just the cost of electronics and motor could be ten thousand dollars but you can put a basic <clears throat> motor in a helix five for about a thousand bucks yep uh mr milford said anchor if fishing small rivers with currents uh that's, that's the true. only time he's really ever utilized an anchor to hold them in the current
3: i agree with that um, i agree with that too
1: Richard down at Eastport, he said, you know, they're a kayak shop down there. They got, you know, a few different brands and stuff. But he said they set up a really nice kayak and it came in about 4K. So, yeah. And I I mean, I can attest to what he was talking about earlier with like a cheap trolling motor. I think I bought a 50 pound thrust tiller motor for. I think it was like 180 bucks disconnected the motor head like did that whole thing rewired it a little bit hacked it up but worked great i even had rope steering for a little bit because i was waiting (laughs) on some parts
2: (laughs) but you were doing that down there yeah
1: i mean the the opportunities are endless like and that's the thing too i was talking about uh in a, a new canoe podcast uh with the guy that was down at the classic for us but you know like Back 20 years ago or 15 years ago when kayak fishing wasn't really a thing, like that's what guys were doing. They were doing all this DIY stuff and going and buying PVC and chopping it up, making rod tubes, like things like that, like DIY crates. You know, it's and and we've seen a lot of advancements throughout just the past five years alone. You know, as far as, like, kayaks go, accessories go, these motor options, electronics, things like that, man. So, I mean, like, what's your guys' take on that stuff? I mean, uh, with electronics, I I heard John mention,
5: you know, fishing the rivers, you don't really need them. And I, I can totally attest to that. I mean, I have a huge river, and I, most of the time, don't bring my electronics because um if if you can't see it from the top of the water odds are you're not going to really need to fish it because you can you can see everything you need to fish you know sure 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 so but uh no but it makes sense (laughs) like i I, like you like like you guys were talking about drew gregory i mean like i I was looking at like crescents like i I started looking for my next kayak and and crescents i really am am digging because they're like super simple you know not going to break the bank but and, you know, there's nothing fancy or flashy, but they get the job done and they're good boats, so
1: absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. Agree with that. Um we also got Cam Steele in the chat. He says not to be Mr. Safety, but a good pair of pliers and a first aid kid. <laughs> a first yeah. aid kit should be considered. I agree yeah, with I that. I mean that's Without something I
3: doubt. carry I carry that even when shore fishing. Though so sure that's something that I carry. Well, I watched enough videos of people
5: trying to get hooks out of their hands that I oh, yeah. put a pair of diagonal cutters in my kayak. So,
3: Any of you guys ever you got, got, got a hook in, in your hand during a tournament last year? No, not during well, a tournament. Not,
2: not during a tournament, no. <laughs>
5: I had I've to come I to it. way close. I should have by now, but I've come way close.
2: I had to go I had to, to Med-Express and get a Whopper Plopper cut out.
5: Uh, Whopper Plopper's so, are uh, catching, man. <laughs> this is a great story i don't yeah, know if i've ever day. shared
1: this uh it was a tournament down on table rock lake i was still fishing out of the uh the blue sky <laughs> and uh i was i was throwing a whopper plopper and i went to back cast and i hooked the tire because those blue skies come with the landing gear right Hooked the tire so i'm like turning around Trying to pull this hook out of the tire and ended up getting one of the other treble hooks like Ooh. through my finger. So now I'm connected to the tire, trying to hold my rod so I don't drop it in the water. <laughs> I got to pull a cotter pin on the wheel to get it off so I could spin around because remember, I'm attached to this wheel. Uh-huh. I can't reach my pliers. So I had to pull the cotter pin on the wheel, hold the wheel, and hold my hand. And that wheel's kind of heavy spin around, and then kind of like dangle that wheel while I reach down to grab my pliers and cut the barb off and pull the hook out. It was horrible. Hey, horrible. just
2: remember, moonshine takes the pain away.
1: <laughs> uh, Milford says baby wipes. Baby wipes. I can't stress that enough. They have saved me multiple times. You and Jay Randall both. I think... Uh. Uh, you guys have probably squatted in the woods next to each other a couple of times during, <laughs> during the fishing events. But no, it's uh, I think pliers is definitely a, a, a must have uh, when you're out on the wire. You know, not only that, but if you, you know, throat hook a, a fish pretty bad, you're going to have to get something to get down in there. Yep. You know, especially the fish I catch. They're usually tiny and they have small mouths and I can't fit my big fingers down there.
5: Just I was saying. gonna say I, I take pliers even when I bang fish now because I mean you, I pretty much always use them. so
1: I learned that mistake once. I was uh, it was right about this time of year, maybe still a little colder fishing a small skinny river by the house and I had a pike northern pike just like throat a jerk bait. and I didn't have any pliers. Pike have teeth and I had to get that treble hook out of his throat. So that was rough. A little cut yeah. up after that one, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. So, I mean, moving on from, uh, from that kind of topic, man, what did you guys, uh, I haven't got a chance to watch the, the award ceremony for the Bassmaster, uh, kayak classic yet. Um, but it seems like, uh, it was a lot better this year. Did any of you guys watch it? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I watched. I mean, I watched the whole thing plus the
3: Bassmaster classic um it was it was way better than last year they had him kind of walk on the stage and let him explain and let them talk about their sponsors you know they actually the guy kind of had a little knowledge about what they were doing you know he's like this guy and then they also pulled up their biggest catch of the tournament and had That's them cool. explain how that they is caught cool them yeah. too. nice So
5: that's yeah, like the is. next specs thing of pulling a huge one out of the live well. I mean, it's basically yeah. the equivalent. And you throw that up there. The...
1: Not only that, but it's better for the fish. Sorry, absolutely, boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you That's were talking
5: about your $20,000 kayak, I was like, they're going to have to start putting glitter on them, you know, if they're going to sell that.
1: <laughs> hey, man, uh, <laughs> Eric Jackson did that at one point in time on the Blue Sky. Remember that EJ edition Blue Sky he had? <laughs> There was glitter in the plastic, <laughs> um, but uh, no. It, it like it seems like uh, you know the past couple of years been rough, growing pains with bass. Um, yeah, I just Seem and I've I've been a proponent. Let them let them grow. Let them go through these pains. Let them make their mistakes and learn from them. And it seems like it's gotten a lot better, man. Uh, a lot of positive things were said about this year's. You know, award ceremony for those guys. Obviously, the lake was really good. Like Casey Reed caught what was it 24 and a half or 25-inch yeah, fish? It was
3: 24.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. an absolute donkey. Um, well, they I,
3: they also made it to where it was like they had both of them come up, they had them both turn to the stage, and when they released the name, so they didn't release second place first, they kind of let it pop on the screen. Oh, okay. So there was an actual, like, celebration. And then while he was, I don't know how to, how to describe this, but they let uh, Siddiqui, I think, talk first. Okay. And kind of have his celebratory moment. And then they went on to second place to let him talk.
1: Okay. And then they saying. announced the winner after that?
3: Well, they already had announced the winner, and then after they let second place talk, then they allowed him to raise the trophy. Nice. And they had Mark come out just like they do with the classic to pass the trophy on.
1: Oh, that's sweet. So that's, that's good. super cool. That
3: yeah. makes,
2: and everything that you, there, there sounds like <clears throat> what they've also done is they've increased good TV out of it. You know, by, sure, yeah. by putting up the big fish, by having guys interviewed, um, there, there's more, more to show about the sport than just having a guy talk, so.
3: Yeah, and then they also talked about it on live. <clears throat> on uh, Bassmaster Live, they had Ike come on and talk about the tournament, too.
1: Which yeah. Which was also good. Yeah, I saw that part that he was yeah. on there chatting it up. I think I actually saw that video clip in full of him him talking about the kayak uh, yeah. championship. So, that's cool, man. It's, it's good to see. Um, makes me happy, man. Uh, you know? Sports grown, another way to uh, extend out to those folks that don't know about kayak fishing, and uh, things could just keep getting better. Yeah, absolutely. You got a walkie-talkie in your pocket, bro? (laughs) No. (laughs) Started thinking John was a Federale again. No radio
2: or anything going on here tonight.
1: We got uh, Brian Slayton in the house. He says, I'm ready to compete at Dale Hollow. Can't wait to see you, man. It's uh, it's going to be a good time. I think, uh, Brett, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think from Ohio as well. So, oh, we just had another one sign up. Just got an email. Oh yeah, Will Abbott just signed up. So, yeah, yeah it's heating up, man. It's heating up. What, what's
2: our numbers at now? We were at twenty one.
1: Uh, that would make uh, twenty three. I think something like that. And we still got uh, those
2: Tennessee that, boys too to come along.
1: Yep. The two Tennessee clubs haven't signed up fully yet. Um so it's uh it's growing, man. I'm it's sure be between one, sure between those two clubs that's gonna be a good forty to sixty people, if not more. So I
2: would say, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's gonna it's, be a good uh, event. Yeah. It'll be excellent, man. Excellent. So how many FNF uh, guys are going,
5: do you know? Uh, all fishing. all of us. Uh, I
3: know
1: fishing. Okay, I haven't signed uh, up
3: yet, but I know I will be.
1: I know Shane Lamont signed up. He's I thought coming. I saw he's, him. He's flying in Friday night in like oh, fishing wow. blind. So uh, that'll be uh, that'll be an interesting thing.
5: I've thought about donating my uh, you know entry fees. So.
1: <laughs> Br- Brian Slayton says, uh, "Ohio angler and newish to kayak fishing." It's going to be a good time, man. It'll be a well, good we'll time. Bring, Yeah.
2: We'll, we'll break you in right, bro. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Milford says a lot of the locals like to wait till the last minute to sign up. Uh, that's every kayak angler, man. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of them.
3: <laughs> and,
1: ooh. Uh, Frankie hit me up, dude. I will, uh, or I'll drop the link in the chat for you, uh, for the tourney X sign up, and, uh, you could pass that on to them, brother. That'd be awesome. Um, Frank runs slay nation. They got a slay nation in Tennessee. So any Tennessee folks listening, uh, be sure to go check out uh, slay nation, man. Um, yeah, frank's a good dude man we had a absolutely. great podcast man that let, let's talk about that podcast because me and armando <laughs> got in a heated argument frankie did that intentionally oh, but absolutely. like i jumped on that podcast and i'm like i had just worked a whole show like i don't know what it was 13 hours did a couple seminars that day just mowed down a burrito that was the size of a baby's arm and uh jumped on this podcast and i'm like dude it's gonna be like an hour do we went, what, two and a half? I, I think, think so, yeah. It was almost three hours. It was definitely Joe Rogan style. It was oh, crazy. Yeah. But so good are, stuff, are, man. are you
2: trying to say you were prairie dogging? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Maybe. <laughs> no, that was uh, definitely that was when I was episode. like, that was, a... <laughs> that was when I was in the elevator going up to my hotel room. So
2: couldn't get your keys out fast enough, huh? No,
1: I had it out because it was one of those elevators where you gotta swipe it to get like oh, elevator to man. go up. Oh, but no. that thing is always a struggle, right? So I almost you know, yeah. elevator almost got dirty. I'm just saying.
2: Especially when you're tipper tapping them feet. Oh, it's yeah,
4: funny.
1: Man. That's for sure. No, that,
3: was a, that was a good episode. That was a good episode to be on though. That's one where we we had a lot of fun.
1: Richard said, "If I sign up, what's my money value on fantasy fishing? <laughs> what do you guys give him?" But if it's Dale Hall, I 000. think he'd be yeah, true. That's true. He has a home 000. ground
5: advantage. Yeah. Yeah. You 20,
1: said 25000 Twenty
5: five. How right. many honey holes does he have on? He's got to know them. Yeah.
1: You guys are being nice, man. I was going to say a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> No, Richard, I would I would be afraid of Richard. Or the smart move would be follow Richard when he leaves the ramp. You know, <laughs> right. that's what right. I would do. Yeah. Um well one thing we can know about Richard,
2: he's probably got his boat tied up to the docks. So what we could do is we could go over and find his line, pull it out <laughs> a little bit, snip it, and then reel it back in so when that first cast goes flying. <laughs>
5: oh man man. you sound like you've done that before no it's
4: happening
1: (laughs) (laughs) we know whose rods are gonna get messed with uh friday night that's for sure (laughs) that's too funny man too funny Uh,
2: uh... i I was fishing a river tournament and 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 brian knows him as john gillespie
1: Oh, John, and we've been dude. drinking
2: Crown Royal all night along the river. <laughs> and so we, we go to bed about three, with, wake up at five, and when I we get our kayaks in the water. Be, both of us are hungover, feeling rough, and I <clears throat> make the first cast with the whopper plopper and watch it go flying. <sighs> it, you know, of course, it's right there next to a shoal, so I, I'm like, oh, man. So I go grab it, and I'm like, well, before I go to those shoals, I'm going to throw a, a, a TRD out. I throw that out; it goes flying.
5: Oh man, that's just not right.
2: I look; I go look at my other two poles because I only carry four, and all of them had been had been done like that. I caught up to Jack. He's he's over smoking cigarette down at the bottom of the and Says, "Hey, buddy, how's the fishing been?"
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty sneaky, man. That's the worst. We had a
2: good I... tournament. I think he finished third,
3: and I
1: finished seventh. So nice. It, was,
2: nice. it was a good. It was a good
1: time. So I tried to play a joke on somebody at the Indiana show. It was Matt Gibson, and the joke got turned on me. So I'll explain. <laughs> so he had uh, Matt was giving seminars on tube fishing and stuff, but he had a rod there with a a big old swim bait. It was like a eighty to a hundred dollar swim bait. So to mess with him. Uh, I went over, cut off his swim bait and then wacky rig tied on a banana to his rod. Nice. So I'm like, this will be great when he finds it. Right. And I put the swim bait in a friend of ours cooler back where his rod was. Next thing you know, the guy from moving waters comes running over and he's like, Matt, why the hell do you have a banana tied onto your fishing rod? (laughs) so what i didn't know was from the time that i had cut off the swim bait one of the other guys that was there knew about it went over grabbed the swim bait and hid the swim bait oh so matt runs over there and we're all laughing about like why what why you got a banana tied on there and i was like here dude here's your swim bait and i opened the cooler and the swim bait's gone (laughs) so now i feel like an absolute a-hole like i just lost this hundred dollar swim bait because i was playing a joke but i'm like no man there's no way and then sure enough we ended up finding out it was one of the other guys so but uh uh ryan said at least he didn't put a banana in your boat like brian did to me at dale hollow i did do that that is true I think that was after Ryan had a rough night, right? So we tried to mess with him the next morning or something. He
5: didn't even get on the water for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon by the time he got on the water. Yeah.
5: He made it out there, though, and he, he he rallied, man.
1: Yeah, he
5: did. He did.
1: That is for sure, man. But um, Yeah, man, what are, what are you guys looking forward to most at uh, Dale Hollow? Uh, well, for me, just being on the
3: water, but also getting into, back into that like tournament mindset, you know, um, just being out there practicing, learning the lake. I know it's a great it's a great body of water. I've seen it talked about. You've seen it on the uh, Elite Series. You've seen it on MLF. You know, I'm looking forward to catching a big smallmouth too. But nice. I don't want to get too jacked and then it not happen. <laughs> Right on. How
1: about you, Mr. Rap?
2: Well, I, I keep thinking about watching that young man drink a little bit of butterscotch moonshine.
3: <laughs> which <laughs> no, no, which young
1: man? <laughs> <laughs> Chris?
2: Yeah, I, he, he's he's, uh, Chris. he's all serious talking about how he's going to be all serious and fishing. And he's oh, I won't be
3: that it. serious. I, I'm thinking you.
2: about that after hours fishing time. That's what
3: I'm thinking about. Well, yeah, once you're off the water, it shuts off. But once you, when you're Gee. on the water, you're focused.
1: <laughs> that's, that's what John does, though. He doesn't worry about the day of the tournament. He gets you the night before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sabotage, baby.
1: <laughs> How about you, Sean?
2: Uh
5: I'm looking forward to uh, A getting to see the the Paddle and Fin folks that I haven't met yet and uh Amen. B kind of getting a little revenge from the last time I was down there cuz I think I caught like three dinks. Sure. Um so I'd like to kind of improve my uh my catches down there a little bit and I feel like I've come a ways since uh since that time too so that
1: is for sure. That is for Gold sure. Gold
2: number 1 for me. Thank you Sean. I don't want to be
4: Susie Q. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is uh, a term that was dubbed at Dale Hollow. Susie cued. Uh will get you. <laughs> Brian Slayton says, uh, "Note to self: Stay away from John." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's
5: great. Uh, why is this houseboat empty? You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, it,
1: it,
2: it'll only be empty when people are going to bed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't even think they'll make it to bed. They'll probably be sleeping on the front deck around the table. Yeah, they'll just be standing there laughing with an empty jar going. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That, that, that sounds like you and and your former OG
2: or your OG partner that's not here tonight. I yeah. I got up to go. Got up at one a.m. and they were still outside. Uh,
1: John. Uh richard says dina told him to tell you or dina told him to tell you he's she says hi <laughs> <Biscuits and laughs>
4: gravies,
2: baby. oh yeah yeah biscuits
5: Those and gravy
1: so, oh i cannot wait for yeah that. i'm oh, biscuit looking forward to Goodness. the food heaven.
3: you guys talk about it all the time
1: Adam Colley says, I feel like I came in at the wrong time. <laughs> all good, man. Came in just right at the right time. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's a good time, man. I, I'm like Sean, man. I'm looking forward to seeing all the Paddle and Fin folks. But not only that, but uh, everybody that listens to our shows. You know, right. it, It's always cool to interact with uh, listeners and just talk fishing. And, you know, we always have an excellent group you know, down there for the turnout, um, super excited. Yeah. Super excited to, uh, have these, uh, two Tennessee clubs involved as well and get their anglers in there. And, uh, yeah, man, just, uh, see a lot of people enjoy the lake, uh, catch a lot of fish and, um, you know, just, just conversate, man. It's that whole, that you too. Know. Yeah.
5: I mean, I, I got to meet Russ Snyder's. I got to meet Adam Reiser in person, you know, and, and sit there while they talk their thing, you know, in the basement of the cabin, man, that was amazing. Sean just was, listen to how those guys Sean talk was like this in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, what was that? Can you speak? Can you back my... that up
1: 30 seconds? <laughs> what did you say right before crankbait? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
5: that was notes. amazing. Hey, I don't play me, Sean. I'll be the same way. Holy cow. I was, yeah. I just sat there like, wow. You know, so you oh. never know who's gonna show up.
1: Richard said Dina the goat says hi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now it makes sense. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. That's, that's hilarious. for another
2: story over another bottle. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's uh that is not rated well enough for this show. But uh <laughs> no man, it's it's cool because guys like that show up to that event, and I know some guys get intimidated, but like I think what the, the one time Russ came out and fish that he didn't catch a fish at all. I don't think. Um, so, I mean, these guys are human too, but like you said, man, they're willing to sit down and talk with anybody about fishing, fishing that Lake and and how to approach it. You know, uh, they're willing to spread the word. Um, so it'll be a good time, man. It'll be a good time. Adam Colley says, I want whatever John is drinking. (laughs) so
2: see you in three weeks big daddy
1: (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's gonna be a good time man time for sure um you know the venue down there at eastport and the folks at eastport are just super nice and it's uh we're very fortunate to be partnered up with them and have worked with them these past few years you know and uh shout out to richard too man he's a great guy he loves the kayak fishing community um you know he bends over backwards and and does whatever he can uh, to to support it, and it's well, it's that, pretty awesome, man. So think
2: about the taco night coming
1: up first. Oh, night. dude! Remember what happened last time? I thought <laughs> oh, I was goodness. having a heart attack. John or Jay <laughs> had to like wheel me out into the truck, and I was I like, think, oh, I think I'm dying. I think
2: I'm <laughs> dying. I had too much taco I think bar. You gained Ten pounds before you <laughs> left.
1: I, I think I did. I think I did. So, uh, th- this is a great question, man. Uh, Brian, Brian's been in the chat all night, Brian Slayton, and uh, he's newer to kayak fishing. He says, any advice for new traveling kayak anglers? Uh, we'll start with you, John. You, you've you been around longer.
2: Hey, I would tell you, Brian, um, depending on how, how far you travel, keep that back seat clear so you can sleep in it and carry a mat <laughs> carry one of those yoga mats that you can put over top of those uh those seat belt buckles back here because they dig in your back pretty hard <laughs> hurt an old man uh but uh either that or uh, like i said earlier moonshine takes the pain away <laughs> <laughs> uh... no, just plan accordingly um you know, uh, if you're going to be go- gone more than uh, six hours, a lot of our guys with the West Virginia kayak anglers, we go the night before and camp out. Yeah. Um, So, uh, and uh, most clubs do that. Um And you know, join your local club if you have one, and they can teach you a lot real fast. Get you up and running by by May. And and if you come to Del Hala, And spend three days with this crew right here. By the time you leave, you'll be an old pro. Oh
1: yeah, (laughs) nice, 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 nice. How about you, uh, Sean? Um, Any advice uh, for traveling? I'm in the
5: same boat. Like I, I never, I haven't traveled much, you know. So I'm going to be, and I'm flying. So uh, I'm going to be packing it's going to force me to simplify, which is a good thing, I think. It, so what my plan is, is I'm going to bring my strengths, you know, the stuff that I'm comfortable in. I'm not going to worry about, you know, things that I'm not sure about I don't, A, I don't have the space for it and B, you know, you know, I just got to kind of really think about what I'm bringing. Cause I just don't have the space to bring everything. I'm like you, like Brian said, like I'm, you know, when I normally go out, I bring a little of everything just so in case somebody, you know, Goes by me and says, Hey, I'm catching on this. I want to be able to be like, Oh, I got that. But you know, just,
1: I, just come by Brian's tackle shop. I'll take care of you. <laughs> yeah, oh. you, you
5: gave me, uh, last time down there, you gave me uh, a little Ned rig with a, or a, a little Z Man bait that I threw for a while. So
1: uh, I'll have plenty, dude. Well, I got no, you but, covered.
5: But no, I, I think, I like I said, I'm gonna, I, I have <laughs> like two, uh, 3,700 boxes that I, and, uh, and my Z Man binder. And that's when I, that's what I'm bringing. So, uh, I'm right gonna on. simplify it and,
1: and go from there. So what about you, Chris? I know you did quite a bit of traveling last year. Like what were some of the things uh that you would give advice for uh, to Mr. Brian? Well, first
3: thing I agree with John Raff on the yoga mat. That's because <laughs> after that first tournament, that's the first thing I went and bought. Was that yoga mat exactly for his reason, that seatbelt. It digs into you. He ain't lying, man. But uh, just keeping it simple, keeping it simplified, I uh, traveled with four to five rods. Maybe I had one extra rod just in case something broke. Um, I traveled with only 12-pound line 10-pound line just to keep it simple instead of bringing this whole big three, four boxes of line for each rod. And then, obviously, you don't really need braids, so braids should last you unless you really mess them up. Right, right, right. And like, like he said, fish your strengths. Don't get too caught up in uh, you know in what everybody else is doing. Because that doesn't mean it's always gonna work for you. And to you know, just really simplify things and then double check things, and that, and then I also carry a toolbox for just in case something happens while you're on the road. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge, man. That's definitely keep, huge. Uh... keep your cell phone charged.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I see cam stealing the house. He says, make a chest checklist of your stuff you need with you and check it off as you pack. That's a, yep. that's definitely a good thing. Um, he's like, you don't want to show up without a seat or a paddle. Um, that is for sure. I mean like a couple of things I learned while I was on the road, like if you plan on eating out every night or going to fast food, that gets really expensive. Yeah. Pack some cheap snacks, uh, beef jerky, you know, all kinds of food. You can get, like, that dehydrated stuff. Some of that stuff is really good, and it's, like, five, six bucks a bag, and it's phenomenal, and all you need to do is boil two cups of water, and it's ready in 10 minutes. Um, definitely, like, plan ahead. Like, I always uh, route out my trip, plan for gas money, and I always pad that a little bit um, just so that way I know I got plenty – to get me to and from plus if i'm driving around ramps things like that um but yeah pack light and uh the biggest thing is just have fun it's it's an yeah. adventure man just enjoy it
3: yeah that's absolutely A- another thing i did last year was like w- you're talking about food uh i would go to like the nearest like walmart or or you know like grocery store once i got to my campground and kind of Went off of what I needed when I got there. Well, sure. It, number one, it was always really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's cheaper to go out of state for your food anyways. Sure. But, sure, uh, sure, sure. But yeah, and then also because of, like you're saying, you don't if you, if you don't want to carry a cooler, that stuff only lasts so long.
1: Yeah, I always bring a cooler with me, man. <clears throat> um, just so I can keep bottles of water on ice and then I grab like three of them in the morning, throw them in my kayak, and you know, make sure I'm hydrated on the yeah. water. That's a a huge thing, especially when you bring like a whole coffee pot's worth of coffee with you. <laughs> then you're like peeing every ten minutes and you know, you gotta rehydrate yourself. Yeah, before.
2: make sure you keep an anti-Gatorade bottle on your on your
1: kayak. I just stand up and go, man. Do you? Okay. Yeah.
5: I started keeping a travel urinal with me in, underneath my, like in that space underneath. So yeah. that if it's, if there's right. tons of people around, I'm not like standing there just peeing in front of everyone.
3: Well, I'm need that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just- <laughs> you guys
1: hear that story on real down just uh just let it dangle man and troll it along you know
2: hey is that a seven foot spin caster?
5: why is everybody clapping
1: man this water is cold yeah. oh man no it's uh it's good stuff man just uh have fun with it pack smart, pack right and uh, just enjoy yourself, man. I tell you what on the when I left down there, I had biscuits and gravy
5: for breakfast and then I don't think I ate for 10 hours. I, I, I you know, I had a 13-hour drive and I think I was fine like 10 hours in. I was like, "Man, holy cow, that just sat there at the spot."
1: Nice, nice. See,
3: nice. that's what I'm looking most forward to. That's the thing that kids brought up the most is how good the food is there. It Adam
1: Colley. Adam Colley said, "That's the one rod you don't want people to see." <laughs> it depends. I mean, it on depends. You are. are you single? You know, <laughs> single they looking were, to make. They were trying
2: to figure out if that was a fishing pole or a three-inch sinko. <laughs> uh,
4: hey,
5: you have enough I... Jim Beam and honey, and people will be asking to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Ryan, I know you're
4: listening. Oh,
1: that's too good. that's too good. Hey, AJ. Oh man. Uh Brian says thanks for the advice. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh we'll go around final thoughts, man. We're just over an hour so uh John, you were our guest tonight, man. Uh final thoughts from you, brother?
2: Well, I tell you guys, you know, always enjoy uh, jumping on here with the paddle and fin, guys. Absolutely love you guys. Um, Last year, hanging out with you guys was such a refresher uh, for me, being in the sport. Um, uh, It it gave me a whole new life and energy, and uh, uh, I I look forward to renewing that and seeing everybody uh, here in three weeks. Uh, So final thoughts is uh, have fun. Don't take life so serious. Don't take fishing so serious. Lot of great people out there that you can meet and enjoy and have friendships with.
1: Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Uh real quick, Richard's in the chat. He said for Dale Hollow, the food food prices will be cheap all weekend. Box lunches will be available. You can get them the night before, and there'll be a buffet Saturday night and cheap draft beer. Uh
2: yes. So. Look forward to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: Richard always takes up care at the, of the farm, right? Richard? Yeah, the farm, but they'll have the restaurant open, too, and they're going to do um, specials down there from Sweet. from what Richard said. So, like, your breakfasts during pre-fishing, lunches, dinners, things like that. Go to the, the restaurant at the marina. They're going to have stuff discounted. That's their opening weekend. So, um, they're going to have all kinds of food specials. I think Richard was saying, like, a, a big pizza for, like, nine bucks or something originally. Nice. I could be wrong. He'll correct me in the chat if I am, but... He was thinking around nine bucks, I believe, uh, for a nice size pizza. So, um, should be good. Should be good, man. Uh, Sean, final thoughts, brother.
5: Um, I, again, just to echo what John said, you know, there's so much crap going on in the world today. I am just so looking forward to a little mini adventure getting out of away from all that crap and just having some fun with good people. I mean, that's, that's what the sport is to me it's it's an escape and this just is going to be one weekend adventure away you know so uh, that's um what i'm most looking forward to just having fun with you know a, a great b- group of people and you know so i can't wait i'm super psyched
1: heck yeah man the Slivka.
3: <laughs> yeah i mean the pretty... sly Yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you first pronounced it i know well that's
1: what it looks like <laughs> I mean, I think everybody in the chat would agree with me. That looks like Chris Slywicka fishing, not Slifka. Like, where's the F, bro? Hey,
3: hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um.
3: Yeah, I mean, same thing like these guys are saying. I'm just ready to get back out and fish, man, and be around, you know, people with the same mindset, you know, who want to go out fish, have fun. Obviously, I want to compete, but... At the end of the day we're out there you know having fun making friends and being able to become a part of this community thank you man
1: uh i'm looking forward to all the sleep i get before i get there and i have to start really working and uh entertaining folks (laughs) no i look forward to seeing uh i look forward to seeing everybody there man it's gonna be a good time man there's people that i don't get to see but this time of year, like John Rap, like talk to John all the time on his podcast, and shout out to John's podcast, Rusty Hook, <coughs> Rusty Hook Kayak Fishing Podcast, live on Tuesday nights, um, six thirty Eastern. Correct, John?
2: Yeah, six thirty Eastern. If yeah. if uh, the Russians would stop hacking our internet, we might, <laughs> might be able to have a good show.
1: Oh man. John always does great, man. He's always got uh, Grace, great guests on. Chris Payne's on every week. That guy's a, a, a wealth of knowledge. Uh, Richard said he's still working on the jousting event. There is going to be kayak jousting at Eastport Marina that weekend. So get ready for that. Um, and he said, uh, I was correct. uh restaurant will have special pricing for everyone. So uh, it'll be awesome, man it'll be awesome Awesome, but no i'm looking forward to it man i i love this event um since the first time we were down there to you know fast forward to now man it just keeps getting better and better every year uh more and more people show up and the people are what make this event you know what i mean um yeah the paddle and fin crew is a small tidbit of that and and richard is a huge part of that but You know, overall, the people that show up enjoy it, the camaraderie, everything like that is what makes this event uh, so awesome. So, just looking forward to it and the future and this thing continuing to build and grow and gain strength. You know, like I know it's crazy right now with gas prices and stuff, but like if you're going to make one trip this year, this is the one to make for sure. So,
2: hey, just don't eat out for a night one or one or two nights for the next three weeks. You can afford to come. Not no big deal
1: exactly exactly yeah drop the mcdonald's cheeseburger and fries bro and just save the money for a couple extra bucks to get you down there that's right that's right and then you can get in on the kayak jousting event i mean that's that's what i'm looking forward to (laughs) so uh i got somebody in mind he may not have shown up tonight if that gives you any hits Uh, (laughs) aka mr j randall (laughs) but uh no, it's going to be a fun time, man. Uh, thank you, John, for tuning in tonight. Sean, Chris, uh, appreciate you guys as always, man. Can't wait to see you guys here in, uh, always a, in pleasure. a few weeks. Always a pleasure. And, uh, everybody that tuned in and listening on the podcast, if you're new to the show, we're here every Thursday night, seven central, eight Eastern, five o'clock out on the West coast, new pot paddle and fin podcast, seven days a week, uh, from everything for the beginner all the way to the most advanced angler so thank you to all you listeners uh we look forward to uh seeing you guys out on the water and as always boys and girls tight lines smooth paddle peace thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and finn be sure to drop a five star rating a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You can support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin.